This is the UTS Podcast, an independent podcast following Cheltenham Saracens RFC and grassroots rugby in Cheltenham. We are back. Yes, we are back. The UTS podcast returning to you over the internet for the penultimate episode. So sit yourselves down, get yourself comfortable and get ready to hear from myself and Moxie talking all about everything from COVID to public gatherings to the Six Nations to local rugby. And of course, the final show, which is going to be coming out very soon as well. As always on this podcast... I am your host. My name is Dan Lodge. I am flying solo once again, although we will hear from Moxie in just a little bit. As I said, I am Dan Lodge and I am coming to you live, almost, from my living room on my reclining sofa. Not the pillow fort. I'm trying to be an adult. I mean, it's taken four years on the podcast for that to happen, but damn it, we're going to make it happen before the end. Before we get going with this podcast... I just want to make sure that everybody knows that this is paid for by us, entirely by myself and Moxie, not by the club. And we give it to you for free, completely free, no charge at all on the first Friday of every single month. This one just happens to be a little bit late due to some technical disruptions. I've got a new laptop. My old one died. This new one is a extremely cheap alternative. It cost me less than £80 to buy it. So it's not the best quality. So things have been a little bit slower. Things have been a bit disrupted. But we are back in here now bringing this to you on soundcloud.com slash the UTS podcast. Podbay, Podbean, Player FM, iTunes, Overcast FM, Pod Paradise, and plenty of other services as well. All we ask in return, and it's just a basic request, is that you share the podcast on social media. Whatever platforms you use, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Uh, WhatsApp, if you're part of a group chat, throw that one in there, or any of our episodes in there for that matter, and help us spread the stories that our guests kindly share with us. Okay, so you're looking at this one, admittedly it is a long one, and it has a little bit of everything in it, we've got some coronavirus chat, because let's face it, it's the only thing anyone is talking about right now, the effect it's having on the Six Nations, the effect it's having on local rugby, public gatherings, there's a little bit of a political thing, although we do try to stay out of it and we do try to stay neutral on the UTS podcast. I know some of you are thinking, might be a little bit late for that, Dan. It might be worth, you know, you probably could have started with that a little bit earlier on. Again, you know, trying to be an adult, trying to be, you know, the smart me, the clever me, which I guess is a new thing, probably won't last. But either way, we've tried to not edit it as much as possible so you get the original chat, and hopefully you'll enjoy it as much as we enjoyed making it. And of course, if you can't listen to it all in one go, just pause it and come back to it. I know it's a long one. I know some of you might not have two hours on your commute to work, but this is the wonderful thing about podcasts, is it's basically like TV on demand. If you can't listen to it all in one go, Just pause it or stop it and then pick up where you left off. Much like we have in this final series, I guess. We halted it and now we're picking it up again. 
and there's no sponsors for this one, so let's just dive right into it. First episode back, I suppose we've got to talk about the elephant in the room, haven't we? Really? Yeah. It's got to be. It's got to be the the coronavirus. It's so weird because it didn't seem to kick off until about March. No, I mean, it, it just went from sort of um, everyone thinking, "Oh, it's it's just a uh, it's just a bit of flu." Yeah. To 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 the full blown flipping it. There's lots of people dying here. This 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 ain't great. And then everything just everything just exploded. It went mad. No, it really did. It was it was so weird to see like. Because obviously, you know, you, you saw on the news that it was escalating across the world, but it hadn't quite reached here. But then when it did, like like you said, it just went mad. All hell broke loose. You've got all sorts going on. It's, yeah, I mean... I, I guess it's quite frightening that it actually that it escalated as quickly as it did. Yeah, because I, I, I was... Um, obviously, with, with, with the, the, this, this furlough thing that's going on and still going on, um, I was quite late into that. Um, luckily, um, all my company was sort of sent home from, from all the various building sites and whatever, and I stayed on for a while. And I thought, oh, maybe I can ride this out. Um, that was just under nine weeks ago, and uh, I'm still on furlough now. So, oh, you're still on it that, now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that's that's why I'm able to do it today. Oh, okay, that makes sense. So yeah, so um. And, and nobody else is in, so I don't. <laughs> so I'm going to upset anyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you're not upsetting anyone, you're not doing it right. That's my Absolutely, advice. Yeah. No, you've got. If, <laughs> you know, if you you can't do a half-assed job, if you're going to do it, you got to go all out, right? <laughs> well, the thing is, thing is, Dan, talking talk about upsetting people. Um, most people call it a Sunday. Um, I, it's it's my it's my dog ice day. I'm, I'm in the kennel every Sunday. <laughs> I, yeah. Every, every Saturday, I do something to upset somebody. So, uh, yeah, I'm in, in the dog ice. Brilliant. Shout out to Jen if she's listening. Don't don't be mad at him. <laughs> don't be mad at him. He's just trying to help me out. So, yeah. I mean, she's we... not listening. That's why I can say it. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, great. Up up until all those years, we were so worried about ending up in court or a lawsuit or God knows what else. Well, actually, it was the wife you should have been really afraid of. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, don't, yeah. I, mean, I, 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 I wouldn't mind doing a fit, you know, a few years in bird, but uh, no. Every Sunday, that's 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 enough for me. Oh God, yeah. If she does listen to this, we're both in trouble. It won't be just you; you'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> so, oh, I don't even know where to really begin with coronavirus. Obviously, we mentioned that it took off extremely. And then we see things from a sporting context getting shut down and there's been zero talk of it. I mean, obviously stuff like the Six Nations, we've still got three games. Is it still three games to be played? At least, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, what's going to happen with that? Is, it, is that going to be shelved? Is it going to be just stopped or voided? Or Well, there's been no word on it, which... I find a little bit no. weird. You thought, you know, I mean, at least... having said that, um, I've just watched uh, some Australian rugby union, so that's that's gone back. That's 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 back on. So, oh really? Uh, yeah, yeah. That was that was a great game actually. The the Reds and the Waratahs. 
Oh, maybe that is a, maybe that's a sign then. Maybe that's a sign that things might at some point start coming back. I know the Premiership's underway, but with no crowd, which is a little bit strange. Well, that, that was the other thing in this in this game. Um, there was a crowd. But, oh, really? But kind of kind of socially distanced. Yeah. There was loads loads of seats in between everyone. You know, like in in the in the Premier League football, you see all the substitutes sitting in certain places. Yeah. It, the crowd the crowd was like that. In the, in the stands. Okay, that makes sense, I guess. If you've got to stay yeah. a certain amount away from each other. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, this, I mean yeah, obviously, this there's there's talk, isn't there? You know, two meters to one meter, and you know, does does it actually affect anything? And it's no, well, only only the people that that really know know. So, I uh, to be honest, we're, we're, just, we're just being fed whatever we're being fed. I mean, you say that. I don't think even the people in the know really know. If you know, not to not to get all political on this, but it's all right saying let's open the bars and you know people stay one meter away from each other. How you know from a fella who's worked behind the bar at the Saris, right? Have you ever tried to keep drunk people a meter apart? Well, this is the thing. I mean, not and also why 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 let everyone back on a Saturday? Yeah, of all when the times. Everybody's off. Yeah. Do it on Who, do it on the Monday or the Tuesday when Yeah, Monday literally. Was, you know, ease sort of ease it back in. But no, I'll tell you what, let's just let everyone out. There's so much obviously with, with other things that are going on in the world at the minute as well. I'm not gonna get into that because I don't want to. Um is that there's there's people that on all sides of politics and, and, and the spectrum and stuff, people are gonna be angry. So oh yeah. As soon as you when when you with anger and alcohol, what's going to happen? Yeah, it's not a good mix, is it? It's it's not it's not going to be great. I, I think I think we'll see Saturday night. The news will be full of um, what we don't want to see. Well, it always is, obviously, but um, it's, it's going to be what a lot of us think is. It'll be not, expected. Not, maybe not riots, but um, it's not going to be great great scenes. I don't think. No, absolutely not. I think as well, the fact that people haven't been able to go for so long, I think it's going to be an absolute free-for-all. Hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully that's not the case. Yeah, so do I. But I think the only, the only, the only possible good thing about it is that um, where people have been off for so long, you know, they've become virtual alcoholics, so, so their tolerance to alcohol might be better. Fingers crossed. I mean... You know, I guess... that's that's a, kind of a, a strange way of looking at it, but no, I just... I, I just pessimistically think it's it's going to be horrible on Saturday night. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think uh, if any of our listeners are listening, hopefully this, you know, chances are with the, with the problems we've had with this laptop, chances are this won't go out until Monday. But if you were out at the weekend, hopefully you all behaved yourselves. Honestly, I, I sound like I'm talking to children. If you, if you don't behave yourself, you won't be allowed out again. Oh, actually, that could be some of their wives as well. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, get, um, like you said, get in the kennel. Yeah, in, in, well, in terms of equality, women are just as bad as men a lot of the time. Oh God, I mean, I mean, I've I've got some stories, not of drunkness uh, from Chowton Thai ladies, but some some stories from the bus, shall we say, from oh, trips I, I bet back. You have. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I was, um, when I was involved with when I was involved with Chowton Rugby, the 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 ladies teams there they they were probably worse than the men for the uh for the drunken escapades and, and the and the banter and, and the you know and 
just the silliness they got up to. Oh, it's as know. as I see. You know, if you go back to the Susie Bloom episode, you, you know you, <laughs> she tells you all about it. <laughs> yeah, for the bits that she's awake at least, and she only scratches the surface. Oh God, yeah, we could probably have done two or three episodes on on the stories she's got because it's weird because she's not been in, she hasn't been in rugby for that long, but I feel like she's experienced almost everything there is to experience. <laughs> Do you know Absolutely, what I mean? Yeah. Like, I genuinely feel like you know she is she's like a fountain of stories. Oh well, I mean, with with I think is, is it is it five boys as well, and and her oh, husband God, yeah. Simon. So, oh, he's, yeah. he's, he's practically the sixth child, isn't he? Let's be honest. <laughs> he's he's the, the worst bit is is he's worse than all of the kids put together. If he was given half a chance, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big shout out to Simon Burnham. Maybe he's someone we should have got on as well. Thinking about it, he's probably. Oh, mate, got... there's, there's there's so many that, <laughs> that we should have, and, and there's obviously the people that we've asked that, that we want on that that have decided against it. Um, it's yeah, I mean, it's a it's a shame that we we haven't managed to to, to sort of fulfil everything that we wanted to fulfil in, reg- in regards of guests. It is a bit, but I think if you if you had said to us, I mean, when we started out, when we were recording on an iPhone, I think if anyone had said to you, you know, in four years you're still going to be going, do you know what I mean? Like the room. Yeah, I think so. I mean, to be honest, I'd have probably laughed at you as well. To be honest because <laughs> yeah. i i didn't think it was going to last more than a year i thought we would probably end up doing literally about four episodes and then it would be yeah, like four or five and then and then that would but, be uh, it i think and then it just carried on going and we were getting really good ratings as well really good play figures we weren't expecting thousands and thousands of people to listen because it's just not realistic but you know when you when you look at what we set out to do and what we have done to be fair i think we've ticked all the boxes yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, it's it's gone over and beyond what I expected, and and you know how I expected it to go, and it's it's just been it's just been brilliant. Oh no, completely. I mean, it's for me, it's it's been a little bit of a dream. I can say that I've actually created this podcast, and it was actually successful. You yeah, because that's the one thing is I I I I fear failure so much, and it's such a weird like. I don't think anyone would would care if it actually failed. Do you know what I mean? No. I don't think anyone would. It would just be, you know, we try something different and, you know, it hasn't worked. So, you know, whatever. And there have been countless others that have failed. You know, podcasting yeah. is, it's a tough industry. It's, it's, a, it's a struggle. Um, you know, even to, even to be able to break even or to make a profit in podcasting, you've got to be getting thousands of listeners a week. Yeah, absolutely. So, but, I mean, you know, it was never about, never about monetizing it. It was just about no, not enjoyment at all. and yeah, just about enjoyment and, and getting, getting, I suppose a kind of a message about the salaries out there, wasn't it? It was, I think as well, a, a lot of it teamed up with what I was doing at uni. So like, you know, radio course, doing a podcast, it, you know, it, it made sense really. Yeah, and absolutely. Then, and then it kind of took off and kind of like, became a thing of its own i guess it took I think, on i think what go on and i said what 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 was weird um was when people were coming to me saying when can i be on and and that's not just 
not just people from from the salaries, but they're people from from outside, people from other rugby clubs actually yeah. coming to me and saying, "When can I come on? When can I come on? You know, can you do this? Can you do that?" That's, it, I mean, it didn't necessarily blow my mind, but it's like, wow, people are listening, and it, and it's and it's great. You know, they want to come on and and share share with with us. I mean, that's, I guess that's something we never really expected either, because it was always going to be like a Saracens podcast. And then, like you said, we get people saying, hey, can I come on? And you think, wow, actually, you know, we're reaching an audience we didn't even know would take an interest. Yeah. It's so, it is, like you said, I, I mean, you didn't want to use the word mind-blowing. I think I might actually use it. Because I don't think we e- either of us really expected it. I, th- I think the thing that, that that did kind of blow my mind is is looking at the uh, viewing figures and looking like like we said for a long time, looking at where people are listening from, and to see it all over the world. That's what really blew my mind. Oh yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, absolutely. I totally agree with that. I mean, I think. Well, obviously, Cheltenham was our biggest market, which, you know, arguably would make sense. You know, that's that's just we're a Cheltenham podcast, Cheltenham rugby club. It makes sense. The second one was Gloucester, which, again, Gloucester is right on Cheltenham's doorstep and vice versa. So that also makes sense. And then you look at our third third venue, our third highest listener base was San Francisco. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? I know nobody in san francisco no i don't know anyone there so where they're getting this show from and why they continue to listen i don't know um that's that's the thing i mean some some people might have clicked on it and sort of listened to the first you know half an hour and and then thought ah it's not for me but to continue listening and listen to, to more episodes that's that's unbelievable yeah no absolutely you know, the fact that we've we've got something that they want to continuously listen to, I think is a bit mad, especially from so far away as well. Especially as well when you consider that actually rugby isn't massive in America. It is growing. They are doing a lot to grow it. Um, they've got a professional league now, which is great, Major League Rugby. Um, but it's still like everything in terms of sport is NFL or ice hockey or, you know, basketball, baseball. Uh, yeah soccer is on the rise which is good rugby just isn't quite clicking i guess because it's so similar to american football well i don't i don't know maybe maybe it's because um maybe it's because it's not it's not geared for a, like a tv advertising audience no that which is, is which that like is a lot of the yeah. other american sports are Run okay you, you have your, your scrums and your line outs where there is that that kind of um, break in play yeah but it's not long enough to to stop and, and go for a 30 second advert no not at all and that's one of the things we see with american football if you ever watch a game live um you know it can be fun to watch but the amount of adverts and stuff between plays and between downs is just unbelievable well, well having said that, i mean now, now i've been at home for like nearly eight or nine weeks or whatever Watching TV is obviously a staple, you know. Become, <laughs> Brilliant, um, yeah. Accustomed to it. it. It's the amount of adverts on on regular TV, even on like the likes of you know the the channels that possibly you wouldn't associate with adverts. 
the amount of adverts, it's ridiculous. It's, it's almost oh, it's like, like every 10 the minutes. actual program is interrupting the adverts. Yeah. It is like every 10 minutes. And whenever you, whenever you sort of change, if an advert comes on, you change channel to, to a channel that you probably wouldn't expect adverts. There's more bloody adverts. It drives me wild. Yeah, no, I think there was there was something I read a f- like ages and ages ago. I think I might have been at college. So this is like 28, 2007, something like that, 2008. I think, I don't know whether it's still common practice, but apparently Sky basically align all of their channels. So the adverts come in at the same time. So when you, do, when you do go to channel hop, if you go from Sky 1 to Sky, you know, whatever. Yeah. Oh, it's still adverts again. So you gain nothing from channel hopping. Oh, I can, I can believe that. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me in the I, slightest. I mean, I mean, I, I try, I try not to go onto it too often because I, I hate it. Sky Sports News. Whenever I go onto that, it's it's either going into an advert or in the adverts <laughs> all the time. But uh, never mind. That's just that's just your bad timing. You can't blame Sky <laughs> for that. They've just got a format to follow. <laughs> I am. I am yeah. going to ask you one very uh, unrugby related. Liverpool win in the league. Your thoughts? Best team in it. Thoroughly deserved. Um, you didn't expect that, did you? Uh, do you know what? <laughs> I didn't actually. I was waiting. I was waiting for you to actually uh, to lose it a little um, bit. <laughs> no, no. I. Yeah, they thoroughly deserved. They they completely deserve it. Um, it's a shame because it would have been. It would have been hilarious if um, if the coronavirus would have stopped all that. Um, not not saying that anything's funny about that, but uh, but no, no, I, I get what you mean. Years, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the fact, the fact, fact that they have thirty years, and then, it, yeah. and then a, a global <laughs> pandemic stopped them when they're twenty five points clear. That would yeah, have just no. been, it, you know, would have been funny, but um, no, totally deserved. Um, it, it, although, when, when, when you word it like that, it sounds like something from a sitcom. Yeah, absolutely. It really does, right? Um, and and don't, and don't forget, obviously, as well. Earlier, even even before the pandemic, there was, you know, there was kind of a threat of World War Three. Potentially, I don't know if you remember that there, there was there was you know cut, it was it was never never going to happen. But obviously, people were saying, "Oh, crikey, we, we could go into World War Three here because because this is happening with this this country and this country and and you know so they, so they they've overcome thirty years they've overcome. World War Three and a pandemic, so they deserve it, and that really, really hurts me to say it. <laughs> no, Freddie, where is you? No, 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 absolutely. You know, when you're that far ahead, I think you deserve to win it. Even if they had cancelled the league, they should have awarded the the trophy. And at the minute, Spurs are crap. So yeah, not not so move good... on. Let's get away from football. Yeah, that's going to say. Let's move on before we uh, open that can of worms. Um. Don't know what's happening with the Six Nations. Haven't heard anything with the Six Nations, which is disappointing. You you know, you'd like, you know, it doesn't have to be an official this is when it's returning kind of statement. But, you know, at least a this is where we're at at the moment and this is where we're looking to kind of statement would be would be very nice at this stage. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be a difficult one to, to be able to fit in because obviously they want to play the autumn internationals and then moving on to next year to the obviously the um the domestic season um then after that we've hopefully got the lions tour so to fit this six nations in i 
I just don't see how they're going to do it. No, I, I can't see. I, I, I think it's been, it's at the point now where I think just maybe just write it off. But then with the foot and mouth, they, so. they played it in October. So, I mean, we've still got plenty of time, I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there is. But um, yeah, I, I totally agree. Just just, just void it. Just void this, yeah. this tournament. I don't think anyone would have an issue with it. You know, I just I mean, think, there's, you there's, know. Yeah, there's, there's, there's quite a good reason for it. So, what What's it like? Obviously, you're, you're still at Saris, I'm assuming. What is your... What's it like for the grassroots clubs? I mean, how, how does um, this affect them? Obviously, with Saracens playing in a park, does that like... Again, it's, it's just... Um, it, it's taken its time to, to come back again, but uh, I think clubs generally are sort of... They're, they're getting back again now. Um, obviously, with, with, with Butts coming back, which is a great, a great addition, I think. I did. I, I saw um, that on Instagram, just, actually. That's a good show. Yeah, it's great to see him back. Um, we've got, you know, a small amount of training at the minute. I think they've, they've been doing sort of um, a bit of fitness. Um, now it's going to be whatever, whatever, whatever they're going to do. Um, but it's it's slowly getting back. I think getting back to normal. I don't know about the. Um, obviously, we won't, we won't have any um, any contact yet because um, of the uh, obviously the the, the, the laws. Mm. That, um, old Boris has put into place, but um, uh, yeah, I, it's it's just slowly getting back. You know, you see all teams training together, to passing whatever. What, what whatever the um, uh, the guidelines are, um, I'm sure they're in place. So, to, well, just to keep people safe and whatever. What, I mean, it, it's it's hard for us. I mean, we're, you know, from from a podcast standpoint, it affected us because obviously, you know, we're not able to have those face-to-face conversations. And one of the things we always wanted to say is we wanted to avoid this kind of thing because it just, I feel like the, the one thing that the face-to-face chats bring for this podcast especially is that kind of camaraderie. It's that jokey yeah. side, you know, which potentially, you know, doing it over Zoom, you might not have that same connection with somebody. Um, and if and if we can't produce gold, I don't think there's any point in doing it. Maybe that's just me. Maybe we should have done more episodes. I, you know, I don't know at this stage. Um, but I still feel like the face-to-face conversation was the lifeblood of this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we we could yeah. have done we could have done plenty of stuff over the phone using the phone in system at the sauna studio at the university. You know, there was nothing stopping us doing that. But it is very much I feel like really, it has to be face to face. Yeah, that's 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 the best way of doing it, isn't it? There's yeah, th- you know, face to face is. It just, Zoom, it's great. It, it, it solves a problem, but it does, like you say, it doesn't. Um, it doesn't. Uh, it's not. It's not the best way of doing it. No, for me, it's. it's I would take face to face interviews. Well, not interviews because we're not interviewers, but conversations. will say, I would. I would take that any day over doing a phone call interview or a phone call chat or oh, whatever. I, I hate using my phone. I hate it. 
I'm glued to mine at the minute, unfortunately, due to the goddamn lockdown. But there we go. But like, <laughs> even with stuff with the football club, with obviously, you know, I'm doing social media stuff for Cheltenham Town Ladies Football. Um, you know, e- even preparations for next season has been a fight because I usually for pre-season we would train at Park Campus at the University of Gloucestershire using the big pitch there. But obviously, with with everything, the, the lockdown and stuff, University have said absolutely no chance. And it's not going to happen. So we're now stuck for places to train. So we're training at Swindon Village. Okay. What, the know? actual training? Oh, on Swindon no, Village Park? No, literally in the park, yeah, because we've got no access to anything. Because every, right, cause it... cause everywhere you turn, nope, sorry, you're not available because of the lockdown or whatever. And you think they're letting oh. people they're letting people go back to the pubs tomorrow. I know. Do you know what I mean? We it's, just we just want to run like, around. Well, the thing is, it's almost like um, if you're letting people back to the pubs, that's it. It's over. Done. Well, you might as well. I think. Do you know what I mean? I don't. I don't see the difference. Like you know, the girls just want to literally do some fitness work for pre-season. The majority of it is going to be sprints and agility stuff, and maybe some technical stuff with the ball. You know, I'm pretty sure. Even with half a pitch, we'd be able to contain safe distances, which I think if you were to go to, uh, I don't know, you know, you could name any any pub on the Bath Road. Are you going to yeah. go in there and going to be able to maintain a two meter or a one meter distance from everyone? Well, they're going to have to put in lots of lots of lots of rules, aren't they, to to be able to to, to carry it off. Honestly, I find it so weird. But we're like, we're struggling to find training facilities. We're struggling to find friendlies as well, because you know we've we've been told different dates for when the season's going to come back. We've heard no real official. This is when the season's going to start, so you need to prepare for this date. You know, so for us, it's like, when do you schedule friendlies? Do you know what I mean? You know, there's no point for scheduling friendlies for the middle of July if we've still got a month and a half of pre-season because the season doesn't start till the beginning of September or potentially October. You know? Don't know. If you don't know when the season starts, how do you prepare your pre-season? I know. It's such a fight, man. I can only imagine it's probably even worse for the countless rugby teams up and down the country who are probably exactly in the same boat. But then with the added thing of it's it's difficult to train for rugby without contact. Yeah. You know, you, you can't you can't non-contact tackle somebody in a game. Well, I've, I've had this conversation with a few people and, and um, yeah, we want to get back to playing rugby. We, you know, we want to go back to, to what we're enjoying. But if <laughs> you can't play rugby unless you're playing rugby. There's no there's no point or you can't you can't have a scrum because of this, you can't have a line out, you can't tackle like this. If you can't do the whole thing properly, don't bother. Don't yeah, bother no, yet. Absolutely. No, completely agree. Because you know, you can't it's it's like the cliche, you can't replicate doing it on a treadmill. You you get you, even even t- even touch rugby is, you know, a still tiny bit of Yeah. Um, it's got to be a two hundred two hundred touch, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. It's it's a tough one, unless we all start doing tag rugby. Yeah, 
but even then, I suppose oh. you've got to pull the tag, haven't you? But but so, even then, you even then, you know, you, you get overzealous kids or whatever, or, or people that get too close and end up tackling in the end. Yeah, I, I, it's gonna. I think it's gonna be impossible to impossible to police it, to be honest. So, you know, like you said, yeah, you, it's, it's it's either all or nothing. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, you know, you you can't do it. You can't practice it without actually doing it. You can't replicate no. it on an exercise bike. You can't really do it on a treadmill. I don't think I've ever seen anyone run straight lines in a game. You've got to be able to turn and sidestep, and you know. So the treadmill is going to be fine for endurance, but at the same time, you know, you need to you need to have that endurance while still being able to change direction on on a five pence. Yeah. Having having said that, Dan, I, I think you, you you said about um, you haven't seen anybody running straight lines. I think Jonah Lomu used to, whether it, whether you're in front of him or not, he used to. Yeah. Run, to be to be fair, to be fair, yeah, he also used to run through like buildings and stuff for fun. So I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't <laughs> recommend that to anyone for preseason either. No. Running through <laughs> walls or you know through parked cars or something. Don't do absolutely that. Absolutely not. No, absolutely. I just, you know, but like you said, it's got to be done properly, which whether or not it's capable in this country, I have no idea. I feel personally like they're letting everybody way back to like straight back to normality way too quickly. That's just my opinion. If anyone else has an opinion, do email us utspodcast at gmail.com and let us know or at the UTS podcast on social media. Uh, and we will we will maybe share some of those on our on our next episode. Um, I think I'm I'm kind of on the fence with that. To be fair, whether it's too soon, too late, to, or I, I'm not really sure. Um, there's there's arguments for for both either way. Oh no, absolutely. Uh, I mean, and, and go, going back to going back to sort of playing rugby, I think it's almost like in this country there's there's too many people with dissenting voices that, that would oppose it. Um, but if you look at Australia, their whole, you know, they, they love the game. And New Zealand, they, they love the game. So, so they want they want it back. So more people will want it back. That's probably why they, they brought it back. I mean, I, 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 guess it's, I guess it's up to your own opinion. And I think in, in today's society, you know, we, we say... Yeah, I mean, we've we've said multiple times on here. Actually, I think it's you know it's 2020 or it's 2019, and it's the 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 era of everyone getting offended. And I think hand in hand with that, it's also the era of everyone being able to justify their opinions to themselves and to other people. It's like you know you you can have that that an uh, opinion, and it's fine that you have that opinion. Everyone should have an opinion on something. I think. That's my opinion on having an opinion. But at the same time, you know, I think people now, as long as they can justify it, it's totally cool to have that. Yeah, I suppose, do, do you know yeah, what I, I mean? It's like, degree, yeah. as, it, I, feel, I feel like it's genuinely, as long as I can justify that opinion, rad, that's cool. You know, and we, we, you know especially with, with recent happenings, we see a lot of people with, you know what the majority would say are completely unjustifiable opinions, and they still have them. So I f- I feel like everyone's going to have an opinion on it, and that's great for me. I think everyone, I I I just think we might be coming back a little bit quickly. 
maybe yeah, maybe yeah, i'm yeah, being I'm, maybe i'm being overcautious possibly and and the, the, the i think the, the trouble we've got now is that it's almost everyone's got has got one like you know like they say like an arsehole everyone's got one yeah uh, an opinion and um it's almost like there's there, 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 there's there's a line and there's two sides and you know everyone's one side or the other yeah there, there is there is there's there's very few that are, that sort of take on board the other side so it's 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 very dangerous in a way really at the minute Oh, it really is. I mean, to be fair, I've got no issues with, you know, if it, if it turns out fine that actually people can go back to normality and things can gradually start to go back, that's ace. I'm not suggesting we completely go right back to lockdown. I just think people need to be sensible with it. You know, an extra couple of weeks, perhaps, you know, before opening pubs again might not be the worst idea, especially with everyone a little bit worried that there might be a second wave which is still possible. I mean, we're seeing Leicester go back to lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I'm just wondering if that's the first little telltale sign that maybe things are getting a little bit too quick here. I mean, we, we saw it the other week. Um, was it Bournemouth beach? We had, we had ridiculous heat and the beaches were packed. And I feel like, and this is not a criticism of anyone at all, but I feel like because things are, like the laws and the guidelines are being relaxed a little bit here and there, and it's a gradual process, but those aren't being adhered to. Yeah, and I mean... Which again goes back to what we said, like tomorrow with the pubs opening is going to be a complete free-for-all. Oh, Dan, I... Kind of totally agree with you on that. However, all these um, protests and things—if if you're going to moan about not you personally, but if, if people are going to moan about um, the Bournemouth Beach with with all the people on that, moan about these big gatherings, these protests, these riots, and everything like that, moan about them equally. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I, I'm I'll be upfront about it. I'm all for Black Lives Matter. Uh, for me, if if Black Lives Matter sounds to you like white lives don't matter, that's on you. You know, not you personally, Moxie, or anything like that. But, you know, you see a lot of stuff on social media that, oh, you know, white lives should matter too. And oh, just like, that's not what they're saying, guys. <laughs> okay. You know, that's neither right. here nor there. But, you know, exactly what you said. You know, you've, you you can't complain about mass gatherings on a beach or mass gatherings in a city centre. They're both mass gatherings, you know? Absolutely, yeah. I, I just, I, I feel like people just need to be sensible with it. I've got no problem to people protesting against, you know, anything really. It doesn't have to be in aid of Black Lives Matter. It could be against, you know, Boots Corner, pedestrianisation. That's a really crap example. But anything at all, I don't mind. But people need to just be sensible with it, which I think a lot of people, a lot of people are. But there's also a massive amount of people that aren't, and just say, yeah, I mean, it's um, you know, because we've had so many people die already. We've got it bad over here. You know, the UK is picking up more deaths than the rest. Like, was it the whole of the EU or something? Apparently, don't equal the, the the death rate that the UK America has it a million times worse and there's no leadership going on over there. 
in a real kind of twist and a real bastardization there's 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 leadership here just nobody's listening to it it's just very odd but like you said you know obviously coming back to like more of a sports side of it you you know it's impossible to avoid contact in rugby you know it's it's impossible no you you can't um so for me like you said it's got to be all or nothing do the fitness stuff probably you know it's not going to hurt anyone god knows i would know um for a man who's eaten nothing but mccoy's nachos or muchos i think they're called um and (laughs) i think i've had four burger kings this week as well which you know no shame admitting that on the podcast you know yeah exactly you know i probably should go out for a walk at some point so well, you know yeah i mean t- do, talking talking about food and stuff i've um i i've been on the scales and i've well i've put on over a stone so oh wow i'm now on a um yeah i'm now on like a a kind of a keto diet so there's no no carbs going on no no bread no rice no pasta no oh, I'm, man. I'm basically trying to cut out sugar because I, I was i was almost getting I suppose diabetic as well because I was I was up in the night a couple of times having having a wee and always thirsty. So yeah, I was I was getting a bit worried about that. So I'm uh, I'm trying to trying to go a bit healthy. I mean, I tried for about two weeks to go healthy, and then uh, it's just it just hasn't happened. <laughs> I really needed to start, but it's always it's always the case of oh, I'll just do it next Monday. Oh, I'll just do it next. And week. I think the other thing as well is. <laughs> The other thing was that I'm um, where I was sort of growing in size the wrong way with woods. Um, the last thing I want to do is, is like I've always said, there's no way I'm going to that front row. So I'm cutting, <laughs> I'm cutting the carbs. That's it. I'm go- you're going back to being a winger. Slimming well, down. Go that- no. Well, what the, the slowest winger ever. Yeah. So where, where are you thinking now? Maybe back row? Well, obviously, where where Rady wants to play me, but um, I want to play. I want to play six, but we've got we've got so many good players at six. No Noah coming through. He's he'll go above me any day of the week because he's he's a he's a very good player. Um, and we've got obviously other other players that, that are going to play in the back row ahead of me. So I might have to spend most of the time this year on the on, on the sidelines, which which I'm quite used to. To be fair, Waterboy, welcome to my world. No, yeah. I, I, I definitely, I'll hold my hands up. I definitely need to, uh, to, to shake off my love of double bacon cheeseburgers. Um, and <laughs> I mean, I literally, I swear to God to you, I got on the scales a couple of weeks ago and I'm pretty sure the thing surrendered. Like, honestly, <laughs> I am, I'm not physically like mentally. It's just like, I didn't really like leaving the house anyway. So, right. so do you know what I mean? This lockdown has been great. I've got I've got catch up TV. I've got TV on demand. I've got the TiVo box with recordings that go back to I think 2015. You know, because I because <laughs> I just never delete anything off it as well, which is probably super embarrassing as well. But like, you know, I'm I'm all set. You know, I've got everything I need, and I'm just like. It's cool. I leave the house once a month to do a half mile walk and then I go home again because um, I've got the fear, the the big fear that I'm probably going to catch <laughs> something 
you know. Oh dear. Honestly, like I've, the paranoia has been keeping me at home, but I've actually, oh, right, okay. but I've secretly loved it. That's that's the worst bit. Is I'm, fair, I'm, I'm, I'm des- I'm I've desperate actually, to get back to work. I've not, actually not really because enjoyed I enjoy it. and love work. I just want to get out of the bloody house. <laughs> get away from these picking adverts on tv oh god I, I i'm gonna assume we don't have an advert for this episode so you can listen back to this one and you'll be fine um but no i definitely need to get back to it so i think you know with the bringing back of sport definitely do the fitness work that's that's never gonna hurt anybody um but i don't think you can really replicate well, it hurts me, fitness does. <laughs> yeah, no, to be fair, there have been a couple of times where I've got off the exercise bike and I've thought, oh, Christ, uh, you know, <laughs> it's cool. I'll just sleep on the sofa because I can't get upstairs now, um, <laughs> you know, sleep on the sofa and pee in a jug. But, you know, I, th- I, you know, like you said, it's all or nothing. You can't replicate playing rugby on a treadmill. Or no. on a on a rowing machine, it's got to be it's got to be all or nothing. I mean, um, let, let's let, let's talk a bit about rugby. Um, have you seen the the league that that the Saris are in now? Have you seen the, the teams in it? I haven't. I haven't really. To be honest, I, I'll be honest about it. Um, since since I've kind of distanced from the club, I've not kept too many eyes on it. Um. I'm assuming there's have they restructured the league again? Uh, yes. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. Um, yeah. With what they've got, um, Chapman North went up, which I'm su- kind of surprised about because they they went up, I think, ahead of Long Levens, who finished above them when it stopped. Okay. So they went on this points points per game thing so i think they had a game in hand and and they went up so if that's what they want to do then then i mean everyone's got their own ideas about that but uh yes i shall refrain from comment uh yeah i'm 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 trying to (laughs) uh, play to them i I see as well they they've just signed um terry fanaloa as as their head coach shocker more clubs in um, Tiger Woods, <laughs> but he's obviously um, that'd be good because they they had had a few um sort of uh, I don't know if they if the guys were Fijian or if they were Kiwis or whatever, but um yeah they had a few um, a few guys there playing, so I'd imagine Terry might help with that as well, possibly. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm kind of, I'm in two minds because I feel like, like, because I, because I remember watching him when he was like a player coach at Old Richians and he was just destroying players all over the park. So I, oh. I, I'm in two minds about it because I feel like in a way it kind of, like amateur rugby should stay amateur. You shouldn't have ex-professionals coming down. But then on the flip side of that, on the other side of the coin is that, you know, if it raises the standard of amateur rugby in the local area, is it a bad thing? Just to play the no, advocate. So, 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 so now they're up in up in the league with with the uh, Chatham Tigers. Oh, I look forward to that. I might actually have to go to that game. I think that could be quite fun. <laughs> Any, yeah, uh, possibly. 
I mean, I don't, um, I don't watch that much rugby anymore, but I feel if I'm going to, I think that might be the one I have to go and see, if I'm honest. Okay, I'm trying to trying to find the... Uh... Oh, no, I can't find it. Um, basically, what, what, I'm, what I'm trying to get at is they've now introduced um, second-team sides. Okay. So, so... Sides. Um, we've got Kings Crusaders and... There's another one as well. There's there's, so there's two there's two teams, second fifteens in our in the uh, Gloucestershire Premier. Oh really? Yeah. So they, I I I think they is it Somerset they kind of do this thing a lot as well, where they don't really have a merit league, but you get like I think it's like West. So for the first, for the first time, I say for the first time in a long time, we won't be playing St Mary's Old Boys. <laughs> wow. Because I swear, I swear to God, they we... oh, have they. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. No, see, this is all news to me because I can't really say I keep too many tabs on local oh, rugby on. anymore. Here, oh, here we go. Right. So in Gloucestershire Premier, we're going to have Bristol Saracens, obviously Chatham Saracens, Clifton Seconds, Coney Hill, Kings Crusaders Seconds, Frampton Cottrell, Hucklecoat, Long Levens, Old Cryptians, who went up last season, obviously. Old Elizabethans, who came down, I think. Uh, old Richens and Ross on Y. Mm, I mean, it sounds like a like a, a nice competitive league, actually. Yeah. Unsure about whether the second teams should be in there. It's, you know, it's, it's hard to tell. It's one of those things. So I think they've got the... I think they've done away with them. So now it's it's Gloucestershire 1 North, Gloucestershire 1 South. So there must be a few teams that, that have gone, gone so, out of business. So they have a right they've had a right old reshuffle around then, haven't they? Yeah. I mean this is this is all news to me. I mean to be fair, it, you know, using Cheltenham Town Ladies as an example, like our development team play in the Southwest against other teams' first teams. So I guess, you know, it makes sense because you you know you want to play competitive rugby. Okay. So I guess yeah, I guess it would make sense in terms of keeping things competitive. But yeah, then I mean, like looking looking at this as well, um, in Gloucestershire one north, you got Berry Hill, Brockworth, Chosen Hill seconds, Sirencester, Drybrook seconds, uh, Fairford, Gloucester Old Boys, Gordon League, Matson seconds, Old Centralian seconds. Smiths and Widnall boys. So there's quite a few second teams in there. It's... Yeah, to be fair. I mean, I'm I'm kind of split. I feel like in a way, like the merit tables were good. They just needed to get rid of the way they organised the league, like on the win percentage. Um, I, um going to these, I, I don't, I don't know if um, if there's that like a, like a clause in it that if a set if a one of the um, when the second teams finishes top, or whatever they they don't get promoted, they just stay in that league. I think. Yeah, I I think yeah, I think because to be fair, we we see it in other leagues as well. Like um, like in in La Liga, I know with like Barcelona seconds and or Barcelona B or whatever the name is, is that they can't get promoted to like the Spanish Premier. So yeah, that's right. You yeah, know, yeah. they they can only go to a certain point. 
I think it's like Series C or something. Um, they can only go as far as that, you know. Same, okay. same as like, um, same as ours, I guess, with Charlton Town Ladies, where you know our our reserves can only go to a certain point. So I think as far. Because you've got the Super League, the Championship, Southern Premier, Northern Premier, and then you've got Division 1, which is North, Midlands, South East, South West. Under that, you've then got the Regional Leagues. So we would drop down into like the South West League. Um, so the South West Premier Division. And then ours are the level below that. So there's only like a couple of divisions between our first and reserves. But like... Um, I think as far as I'm aware, our reserves can only go as far as Southwest Premier. Maybe not even that far. I, I'm not sure. Um, so I guess it kind of keeps things competitive. But also what I'd, what I'd like quite be interested to know is like, what's the knock-on effect if if to say, you know, like a, like a Dings Crusaders were to end up in that division? Would their seconds and firsts be in the same league? Would their seconds be automatically relegated to keep a gap between them? Yeah, that's that's interesting as well. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I've got no idea how it works. I mean, if we if we got relegated this season, would our, you know, would Cheltenham Town ladies' development also go down? Or would they just be the league underneath us? I have, I have no idea. I also don't think that situation is going to happen. I think we are arguably one of the most competitive teams in our division. So I don't think it's going to be an issue. But, you know, I always, you know, it's always worth questioning that, I think, because, you know, you know, not not even from like a league standpoint, if you're on the outside looking in, but also if you're if you're in that development team for Dings Crusaders or, you know, whoever the other one was, and they run away with that league, top of the league, never lose a game, happy days, can't get promoted, but fair enough, sure, you knew that before you went into it, but what if they're their first team were to get relegated and you would then automatically get relegated despite winning the league and absolutely dominating. How would that, how would that reflect on the players? Do you think? Yeah, that'd be, be weird, wouldn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like, I think, I think they'd, feel, they'd feel a little bit aggrieved. Yeah, no, absolutely. Bloody hell, I know I would. I'd be like, hey lads, yeah. we went and won the league this year, you know. And now you're sending us down because the team above us can't compete at their level. Or I, mean, on, I got a feeling I think Dings Crusaders are way too high up the ladder uh, for that to yeah. really become a reality. That's just a theoretical example. But, you know, I'd be fuming if that was me. I'd be like, lads, we've gone and won the league. We, we you oh, know, well. we won the league, especially if it's like by a dominant kind of thing as well. If it was like on, on maybe like points difference or something, you could say we're... You know, maybe there's maybe there's a you know a bit of a well. You didn't clearly win it. You just won on points difference. But like winning the league is still winning the league. So I, mean, yeah, I, I don't really. think it's going to happen. I'm just playing devil's ad- advocate for fun. Um, I'm going to put you on the okay. spot though because we don't we don't have a guest on the show. As you well as you know, you are co-host. So I'm afraid it's going to be you going up against the quick fire and the favourites and the best ofs and everything else. <laughs> yeah, I'm, bring it on! I'm throwing you under the bus, and you've to be quite to be quite honest, you've you've avoided this for four years. It, it, <laughs> it was going to happen at some point. So we'll start yeah. off. We'll start off. We'll go with the favourites. Actually, no, we won't. We'll go with the best ofs. 
because I know I know you do love a good best of. We'll we'll go okay. with that one. So you the best forward you ever played with. Uh, best forward I've played with, quite a few to be fair, um, but it, I've got to say, um, probably Rob Fiddler and, and Bucko. Obviously, two two professional players in their in their time, both at Gloucester and and other teams as well. So yeah, it's probably got to be them two. I'd actually, I'd, I'd quite like to get Bucko on the podcast at some point. That's a shame that we never did. Whether or not it would actually be broadcastable, I don't know. <laughs> but it, you know, it would be a fun chat. Okay, so your favourite back? Um, I would, I wouldn't say favourite, but, but um, the best back I've played with. Um, uh, I've been lucky enough to, to play again to play to play with a load. Uh, Mudway, his name comes up quite a bit. He's he's a brilliant player, and he's still doing it now. Uh, Is he still Crispy. going? Yeah, he's still going. Yeah, bloody Chris, hell. Crispy, what a what a player he was. You know, he, I'm not going to go into anything else, but yeah, Crispy was 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 brilliant. But the the, the best back for me has got to be a lad called Ben Hyde. He was uh he was he was he was Mudway, but he, even better. He he played well. He played England schools and. and England Colts, I think. So, yeah, yeah, Ben Hyde, without a shadow of a doubt. I think we've had a couple of people say Hyde before on this show, haven't we? Yeah, probably, yeah. I was going to say that I definitely recognise the name from somewhere. Yeah. Okay, now, so best trainer? The best trainer? Bloody hell. Definitely not me. Um, Best trainer? Probably... I don't know. Well, See, the only one that comes to mind is, is somebody that that that. Whenever I I played with him, he, he, I don't think he ever missed one, and that's that's Matt Mudway. He was always there. Fair enough. I was going to say actually, what's it like being on the other side of these questions? <laughs> it's a lot more difficult than asking them, isn't it? I'm telling you now. It is, yeah. You've, got, you've actually got to bloody think. <laughs> oh, great! Yeah, three three years to to. I, I paid nine thousand a year to not think. I mean, of course, anyone <laughs> anyone who knows me knows that's absolutely true. Uh, best tackler. Best tackler. Um, obviously, you've got the likes of um, Sean Meheron. You've got um, uh, Betsy, who's good good for one tackle and. and and a half of rugby, but the best tackler I've ever seen is is a lad called Timmy Meadows. Um, when we were playing Colts, he was he was built like a rake, but anything that came at him, he hit them and he hit them backwards. And the, the best tackler without a shadow of a doubt, Tim Meadows. I think I think another name we've had quite a few times on the show. Best finisher. Best finisher. Um, again, we've had a few um, people like to, to, to talk about. Um, oh, crikey. You know, our, our wingers, Will Hewer, he's, he's a very good finisher. Loves um, a sidestep. Yeah, yeah, loves a sidestep. But for me, the, again, the best finisher is um, a lad called Gareth Davis. Um, he was somebody that we wanted to get on this this podcast, but uh, he's I think he's like six foot four, built you know built like a tank, plays on the wing. I think one year he scored something like 
ridiculous, like 47 tries or something about eight games. But, uh, Gareth Davis, just just brilliant. Another Welsh lad, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm saying nothing. Although every, I'll be honest, every girl on Tinder <laughs> that has a Welsh flag in her profile gets an automatic left swipe. Because I know what, <laughs> because I know what's coming at the Six Nations. That's all I'm going to get is just dogs abuse. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think you may have mentioned a name for this one already. So this this might not surprise me, or it might surprise me, depending on who you say. The biggest hitter. The biggest hitter. Um, for me, I don't know. There's there's a lad at Chatham, uh, Stu Michael. He was he's a big lad, and he used to. Used to hit hard, um, but in terms of tackling, uh, I yeah, I, I suppose Betsy likes a likes a big hit, doesn't he? I thought that was so, the name you yeah. did mention earlier on. Yeah, I I'd probably suggest Betsy. Yeah, he, he does love it. He absolutely, and I I live for watching it as well. I remember the when the seconds played the Pats at the Prince of Wales in the one of the the combination cup finals and he hit their scrum half and i think it was joe joe white might have taken the photo it was either joe or i can't think who else used to do photos one of the francis's i can't think of his name off the top of my head which is a cardinal emrys um emrys used to do a couple of photos as well during the matches and whoever it was, I don't know who it was off the top of my head, but one of them caught the tackle like exactly as Betsy hit him. And honestly, <laughs> it is like a car crash of a tackle. Is it like a, uh, yeah, like a balloon being deflated? Honestly, I've, I'll, you know, for those who are interested, I will try and find the photo and we'll put it up on the podcast social media. Uh, absolutely. Like it's, the most honestly if it had hit me it would put me in a coma (laughs) (laughs) so there we go i'm just just saying that right now it would it would kill a normal man um well i don't know that that would imply i'm i'm better than the average man and i think we all know that i'm definitely i'm i'm a i'm a c grade person at best (laughs) best goal kicker best goal kicker um I suspect I might know this one. There's only one, uh, Mr. Michael Crisp. Ah, there we go. I wondered if you were going to say Pitters. I've seen Pitters kick a couple of times. <laughs> no, no, Pitters. Pitters. Um, he's a drop goal expert, as opposed to as opposed to uh, off, off the tee. But yeah, yeah, Crispy. I, I, d- I don't know. I'd, I'd say a drop goal is still a goal kicker. Ooh, just put that. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I suppose be- theoretically. I mean, to be fair, we probably should have mentioned this like way back when we introduced this, as opposed to the second to last episode. But we'll move on. The bravest player. Uh, bravest. Um, same as the tackler. He's um, Timmy Meadows. He, he, the, the old saying. He, he, he put he put his head where where most people wouldn't put their feet. You know, he's just something else okay the quickest the quickest i imagine there's um, quite a few candidates for this yeah yeah mudway's quite quick um there's, there's quite a few uh, obviously gareth davis was quite quick um but for me i think the quickest 
I've I've seen possibly is um is, is George Gillett at, at the Saris. Yeah, that's um yeah yeah, yeah young Harvey's brother. He's uh he's he's pretty rapid. Yeah. Well, fair enough. On the opposite to that, then the slowest player. Well, presumably I, I can't actually say me. Um, there's only one in there. There's only one that that, that comes up. Uh, Russell, take a bow. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like we're basically cyberbullying him at this point. Everybody says <laughs> Russell. A, but, you know, he, he works as hard as anyone on the pitch. So a big shout out to Russ. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Big shout out to Russ. A uh, lot of love for Russell. Uh, loosest on the pitch. Again, I feel on the pitch. on the pitch. I feel like there's a few candidates for this as well, to be fair. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Stu Maiko, um back at Cheltenham. There's Clarkey. He, he tends to lose his head. Quite easily, quite quickly, um, but I think that's not like the, him. The loosest, the, the loosest on the pitch has got to be a lad called Alan Dolores Dolly. He, um, yeah, he. No, I'm not going to go into it. No, no, <laughs> just yeah, move Dolly. on. Just move on, Joey. <laughs> okay, loosest yeah. off the pitch. Um. Well, you've got. Your normal candidates, you've got. Um, <laughs> there's the there's there's two um, Piggy Simon Townsend and Dave Smith. Whenever they get together, that's pretty dark. Um, they're they're in they're equivalent in the same bracket as um, as Rogers and Griff. Oh that's god, a, that's a dark partnership. Oh, it is. But again, the the loosest off the pitch has got to be Dolly. Again, he. He'd neck a pint in about two seconds, and then he'd eat the glass. Oh, my God. You know, so absolutely, absolutely amazing guy. But, um, yeah, and he, what a player he was as well. Very good. Okay. What position do you reckon he was? Oh, God. I would. I, I want to say, like, maybe like a prop or something. Correct. I'm not surprised, <laughs> yeah. From a man who's played in the front row against, you know, with and against some very loose fellas. That does not come as a surprise at all, to be honest. It had to be one of the forwards, though, didn't it? All the backs are too intelligent to eat glass. (laughs) Anyway, moving on from abusing players in the front row. uh, The best club man. Best club man. um... There's quite... There's quite a few candidates for this, I think. Um, Russ has got to be up there. You know, he's he always gives his heart and soul for the club, um, both on and off the pitch. Um, a lot of people maybe don't agree with with some of the things he says, perhaps, but uh, his heart's in the right place. Um, obviously, uh, but I I'd, I'd probably suggest all, um, although it's a controversial. Shack, but um, a lot of a lot of the um, the olders, you know, the likes of Eddie, uh, Morris, uh, Eamon, all, all the guys that do all the all the boring stuff behind the scenes. Because you know, I've been involved with that with with, with the juniors, um, and and it is boring stuff. It's all the stuff that that people don't see, but but they're needed to keep the club running. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, we we've we've had 
run-ins with the committee in this podcast and stuff but i'll be the first one to admit it is it's the job that no one else wants to do and it is the most thankless job a lot of people take what they do for granted you know absolutely from someone who's been there and has done it in one form or another with be it the sevens or the stuff I do with Charlton Town ladies, you know, there are a lot of things that you do that go unnoticed. So I've got no issue with that. No problem yeah. with that at all. I'll be the first one to say that. Okay. Best coach or manager. Uh, let's put those up. The best coach has, has got to be the best motivational coach. has got to be the one and only JC. No, completely agree uh, Jimmy, with that. Jimmy Connolly, there's there's nobody that can motivate player, person, a team, you know, like JC. He's 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 one of a kind. Um, I feel like it's. it's... I, I'd like to think as as a coach, um, probably Billy Burns. What what he did for that team and for yeah. that club. Um, again, it, it was. Unbelievable. It, what, what, he was just brilliant. Yeah, no, completely. Um, okay, best best manager. Best manager then. Um, got to think. Uh, Clarky and Kiwi, they, they they do a great job, um, both in two slightly separate, different ways. But uh, yeah, they were two, well, they are two, two great managers. But for me... Um, the best boss, as I like to call him, uh, Graham Medway is great, and, and he was great with the with, when I was, you know in the Chatham youth teams. But nobody comes anywhere near um, John Woodward, Woody. No, that's a good shout. What what that man did for for local rugby, for Cheltenham in particular. Um, obviously, one of the founding members of of Cheltenham the early days, the uh, you know the the Chatham Colts old boys, um, yeah, John Woodward, who is, yeah, it's got to be him. I mean, you know, the what the I yeah, I mean, the, for me, I'm just going to try and just put it out there without stuttering and and God knows what else all over the microphone, but like the way people talk about him, you know. You know, even even back then, when you you know you have people share memories, and you know his name constantly pops up on the show. You know, I think that right there is a testament to his management. Absolutely, yeah. He was. I've never heard, I've he, never heard a bad word said about him. No, I think that you know that accounts for a lot. And um, yeah, and, and unfortunately, obviously, you know, um, he's no longer with us. Um, and because of this, because of this pandemic and everything, we, we've not been able to have have the, the celebration of his life. Um, but that's going to happen at some point, possibly in September. And uh, that that room is going to have to be a big one because there will be hundreds there at least. Oh, I, I wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. Okay, then the final one: the best player. Best player, um, that's easy. Like I said, I've, I've played with um, professionals, you know, the likes of Rob Fiddler, Bucko, um, also Crispy, Mudders. But for me, the, the best player I've played with, again, is, is, is Ben Hyde. For some, you know, 
people say, oh, he'll never make it because he's too small. Ben Hyde, same size as Mugway, but, you know, just what an amazing player. The Quick Draw Quiz. Nike or Adidas? Adidas, that's for Christoph. Surf or Turf? Surf. North or South? South. Mayonnaise or sour cream? Did you say sour cream? Is that what it's not what it's... Or salad cream. I'm trying to read your (laughs) writing here. This is what it is. Sorry, yeah. If it it, it was... Your hieroglyphics. um, It'd be salad cream. Really? Salad cream over mayonnaise, yeah. Fair. I I don't know why. I always thought you would be a mayonnaise. I like, kind of no, I, like, I, I like the tang of it. Okay. Not. I'm not. Not here to judge. Rock, paper, or scissors. Rock. Mm, I'm. Pro- yeah. I would. I would be inclined to be the same. Rolls Royce or Aston Martin. Well, Aston Martin. Who who owns who owns one of them? Fair. I mean, I I <laughs> I mean. I've I, this is one of the ones I've wondered so many times as well about me, and I'm like, well, I don't. I'm not a car guy, so like, like I'll take like a, an old school Nissan Bluebird at this point, <laughs> which yeah. I think says a lot about me and my standards. Uh, football World Cup or Olympics? Football World Cup. So for some reason, I'm not surprised about that. Actually, <laughs> yeah. Uh, j- I, I, with or without Twitter, <laughs> yeah, I don't. Th- uh, I don't think you football and Twitter is a good combination, to be honest. No, love it, Twitter always, <laughs> always the troll. Um, <laughs> Australia, New Zealand, or South Africa? South Africa. Oh, really? Yeah, love okay. the place. Faulty Towers or Only Fools and Horses? Only Fools and Horses. Elvis or the Beatles? Elvis. I think I could probably answer this one for you, actually. Cucumber in gin, yes or no? Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, why am I not surprised? Mar- <laughs> <laughs> I think I might be able to answer this one as well, actually, interestingly enough. Marmite, love it or hate it? Love it. Again, not surprised. Okay, on to the favourites. We'll, we'll go with the favourites because I really want to know some of these ones. Your favourite joke. Okay. My favourite joke. <laughs> Please, God, Obvi- let, it, ob- let it be broadcastable. Obviously, nowadays, you can't... There, there's so many that you can't tell. Oh, God, um, yeah. Probably my favourite joke is... Uh... Okay, right. A, a man man goes into a, into a cafe, like a proper greasy spoon. Goes up to the counter and he says, um, "Right, I'll have a, uh, a full English, please." Yeah, no problem, mate. Um, he said, "Well, well, but can you can you do it my way?" He said, "Right." He said, "I want the egg. I want it. I want it done so well. You take it off the plate. You can bounce it like a squash ball." He said, "I want the beans because I want them burnt on top, burnt on top." Freezing cold on the bottom, but uh, oh, excuse me, and crunchy in the middle. He says, I want 
I want the sausages, again, burnt on the outside, pink in the middle, you know, inedible. The bacon, I want this bacon to be to be so crispy that when you put the fork in it, it springs everywhere. So you've got none on your plate. And uh bloke behind the counter says, I haven't got time to do that. He says, you, f- you found time yesterday. <laughs> do you know what? Actually, that's really good. <laughs> I like that. Actually, I really like that. Oh, dear. <laughs> that's brilliant. I'll be honest. I, I might I might actually steal that. Yeah, happy days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, moving on. Oh, God. Favourite song intro? Uh, Favourite song intro? It's in, bet- <clears throat> it's in between two. Um, uh, the Cult She Sell Sanctuary. Okay. And um, ACDC Hell's Bells. Yes, I will. They're both, they're both amazing intros. I will absolutely give you Hell's Bells by ACDC. Haven't heard the other one, so I can't comment, but no, fully with you on that one. Your favourite fancy dress? Favourite fancy dress? Um, again, we've got to be careful nowadays, haven't we? Yes, um, yes, you do. <laughs> Throughout the 90s, it used to be um, the birthday suit. Standard, but uh, um, I think it might have been on my on my stag do perhaps when we we were in a nightclub, and the funniest thing was seeing part part of a part of the the, the group. You looked up on like by the stage, and you saw a uh, a Roman soldier getting chased by a gorilla. Brilliant. You know, imagine that. But uh, my my impression fancy dress, anything. I love it. I love fancy dress. Whatever. Just anything Brilliant. at all. Yeah, anything. <laughs> I'll do it. I, I, mem- I remember once wearing um, there was there was a be- a beach party at the town hall, and I went as Pamela Anderson from um from Baywatch. Brilliant. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, for anyone for anyone listening at home, that those po- photos will not end up on our social media, so you can you know <laughs> you can all sleep well in your beds. Favorite drink then? My favorite drink, um, probably um, tank- Tanqueray gin and tonic. Um, but I, I do like I do like I don't know if they're about anymore, but I used to like uh, Tillis cider. It was a, a farm farm by Godrington that, that they used to give you give you in in like um must be reinforced jugs <laughs> uh, like milk, milk cartons and you, you could you could actually run your car on it. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say yeah, it'd eat through plastic, would it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, favorite game you've watched? My favorite game I've watched. Um, apart from obviously, you know the obvious ones that end up in in silverware. Um, C- 
crikey. Probably. Uh, probably one of the um, one of the, one of the Saris. Uh, oh, one of the Saris Cup Cup games. Um, I think the one when we we went over to Everest Road and beat beat them there. I think that's got to be one of my favourites. I mean, to be fair, there's probably a fair few from Saris alone. There's a couple spring to my mind. I I actually we we might we might put me I'll be honest spoiler alert we might put me under the microscope on the final ever show so I'm not actually going to share mine uh, we shall keep <laughs> that we shall keep that for the next one okay favorite game you've played in favorite game I've played in yeah. uh, I'm not not playing in many but I think. Um, I think probably uh, I don't know to be honest favourite game I've played in actually the game last season against Smiths when it was a draw that was a really enjoyable game it was sounds strange but that was a really enjoyable game to play in fair enough you don't get many draws, I guess, so... No. And it was only, I think, some like... Might have only even been seven or ten all. And yeah. Very low-scoring game, but, but really enjoyable to play. Fair enough. Favourite player of all time? My favourite player of all time... I mentioned him earlier. It's got to be Jonah Lomo, I think. No, you did mention him, to be fair. I think, yeah, we'll give you that. Arguable pioneer of the game at that time? The whole running over everybody. Yeah, for, for his style of play, it's got to be, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I might regret asking this one. Favourite stag do? Um, either mine or, or Pitter's, Mike Pittman. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Favourite tour? Favourite tour? Been on a few. I think, for me, probably Plymouth, when I was in the 17s, that was my my first ever rugby tour, and that was um, I can remember probably like ten minutes of it. <laughs> that sounds that sounds about right. And that, that including playing includes playing the games. I was going to say, was that just getting on the bus to go to Plymouth? <laughs> Meet, but, yeah, yeah, meeting Plymouth, meeting up in the car park and getting on the bus, and after that, everything else is a blur. The funny thing about that was because I I am um, I sort of only just got into rugby, and uh, oh wow, what an introduction! Yeah, all the all the um, all the all the all the players had their number shaved in, into the back of their head. I what, I had SUB. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear God! Of course, no. Let's not make that comment. No. Nope. Let's move on. <laughs> Yeah, you know exactly what I was going to say as well. Uh, <laughs> we've had four year of hair jokes. Let's just let it go. Okay, your worst moment in rugby. Um, it's probably probably um, 
Pontypool at home when I was at Cheltenham. Um, I think you know all about that. That's the uh, the flag incident. I something I, I obviously deeply regret. We will. We shall move directly on to the, <laughs> the flip side of that. Then the best moment in rugby. I reckon it's probably got to be win, winning the plate plate final with the under fifteens. To be, to be, you know, I'm so proud to be a part of that. It's um, that's probably my my favourite moment in rugby. Fair enough. I I still I still have flashbacks to that game even now. I still literally <laughs> Liam Cooper is a god on commentary. I'm just putting it out there right now. That guy is really good and if he's yeah. if he's doing anything other than sports commentary for a job he's in the wrong job it's as simple as that <laughs> i genuinely i will i'm saying that right now he was ridiculously good and this is from a yeah, fe- you know this is from a fellow with a radio degree like you know talking into a microphone is literally all i did for three years and for a little bit longer than that, actually, for the past five years, I've been doing it. And he made me look extremely amateur. He was incredibly good. Okay, well, see, I mean, it's, it's such such a difficult skill, isn't it? To, oh, to no, it absolutely I, I, is. I tried it with George and, and even it, even watching it on TV to try and commentate on something that's, that's happening in front of you. It's so difficult. Oh, no, totally. Absolutely. Honestly, people in sports commentary professionally... Do not get enough credit. No. Putting it out there right now. If you've never tried it, I fully recommend you at least try it somehow, whether you, you know, record it on your phone or something during a game on TV. Actually sit at home and watch a match and turn the commentary off or put it on mute and try to do the commentary yourself. I guarantee you, you will experience that it is harder than you could possibly imagine. You know, even, even just for five or ten minutes. Yeah. Literally, it's so, so difficult. So, yeah. No, that one, I completely agree with you. For me, for slightly different reasons, because uh, that commentary was gold. I'd actually never... Yeah. I'd, I'd done one commentary before that, and I was on my own, and it was awful, um, which is still up on the SoundCloud account, if anyone does want to go and listen to it. I wouldn't recommend it. I'd recommend you go and listen to the final one. Anyway, the, <laughs> the the final favourite of the of the group, then your favourite rugby song. My favourite rugby song has got to be, I think, from the shores of Aberystwyth. I don't think I know that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's not something that I can really sort of sing. To be fair, it's a, it's a proper rugby song. The singing voice it's something is there. That, it's something that's, that needs to be. In a, in a locked room with, with nobody in there that will get upset. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I will, I will, for the sake of everything, I will move along. Okay, so would you rather know a lot about a little or a little about a lot? Um, I'd like to know a little about a lot. Okay. Would you rather have biscuits for toes or what's it's for fingers? Um, well, I'm 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 off both because of the the sugar and the uh, <laughs> and the carbs. But uh, if if they, if they could grow back, then it's got to be what sits for fingers. Oh no! Uh, 
I don't know. Fair enough, <laughs> I, I guess. I I mean, I was I was wondering if you would go a different way with it, but we 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 again. <laughs> I'll share I'll share my reasoning on the next one. Um, would you rather fight the white twins? Uh, this is my favourite question of the lot. Fight the white twins one after the other, or four Sean Meherans all at once? Um. Fuck it, bring them all on. Four Sean Meherans all at once. And the white twins, fuck it. And the and the white twins. So the, you'd fight no. the white twins one at a time and then all four Seans, or would you fight the four Seans first and then the white twins? I'd probably warm up with the white twins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's actually, that's really got me laughing, actually. That's so funny. That's amazing. <laughs> We'll warm up on the white twins and then fight the, the Marins, all four of them at once. Amazing. Oh, God. Would you rather go really, really uncontrollably curly or bold? I suspect I might well, know. Um, well, the thing is, I've been bold for a very long time, so, so, so I, no, let's try curly. <laughs> yeah. I think you're the first person to say that, I think, possibly. <laughs> Would you rather play for the old Pats or Liverpool? Well, I mean, <laughs> I'd probably rather play for Liverpool. To be fair, uh, I, I did wonder whether you were whether you were going to. Bearing in mind they've I don't, I don't, won the league and stuff. If I if I could play for Liverpool, I could earn a few quid. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No furlough at theirs. Or, or actually, actually, with, with my with my standard of football, I, I wouldn't earn very much. I'd be paying them. I suppose you'd still be the water boy there, would you? Say it again. I suppose you'd still be the water boy there, would you? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Who at the Saris would be voted out first on Big Brother? Um. I don't know, a lot of people a lot of people seem to think Jack Kerr, don't they? <laughs> yeah, we've had that name dropped a couple of times. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'll go with the uh, popular opinion. Fair enough. So who, in <laughs> your opinion, who would win it? Who would win it? Uh... Again, I think somebody else has said this before. I'd probably agree. Japper, he, he'd be the one that he, he gets on with everyone, and mm. yeah, he's a he like he likes likes the crack. I've got, I've got a slightly different opinion, but we'll we'll keep hold of it. <laughs> would, would you rather go naked all the time, or have a visible thought bubble so people could read your mind? There's no way in the world I'd let anybody see what I'm thinking. So uh, I, I do what I used to do and just go naked all the time. <laughs> well, e- even now though, after all the poundage? Absolutely. Nobody, well, nobody wants to see what I'm thinking. <laughs> oh dear God. Okay, let's move on. Okay. Play- I don't even want to think what I'm thinking. Oh God, that's a bad sign right there. 
<laughs> if you're if you're the one subjected to it and you don't want to be there yourself. Oh Christ. Okay, move on. Play for England in a World Cup semi-final or a middle lions test. Again, I think I think somebody else has sort of said the right thing with this, that if you'll it, it be Lions is my answer, simply because if you're playing for the Lions, you've already played for your country. Mm, I guess so, yeah. I mean that is yeah, we'll give so, you So yeah, that. that's a big yeah. a big shout out to whoever introduced that to uh, to the show. For the uh, if you play for the Lions, you obviously already play for your country. Thanks, thanks for ruining that question for everybody, there, fellas. <laughs> Cheers for that with your, with your goddamn logic, which, as we've proved many a time, has no place on this show. Would you rather? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Would you rather Saris won the league or both combination cups? Uh, won the league, so they can go up and compete with. Cheltenham and Cheltenham North. I would beat them both. I would love to see Tigers and Saris in a league game. I'll be honest with you. That would be pretty great. So as you know, Sweet Caroline is, of course, the Saris anthem, constantly played and sung up at the clubhouse. What is your favourite karaoke song choice? And, Um, And because you've put so many people under pressure... You have to give us a few few notes yourself. Um, it's got to be some, something by Elvis, I think. May, yeah, something by Elvis. Um, no, nice and any vague. particular one, do you think? Nice and vague, so you don't have to sing it. Say again. I said it's nice and a nice and vague answer, so you don't have to sing anything. He's <laughs> he's, pl- he's playing the bloody game here, any ladies and gents, eh? Uh-huh. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> oh God, John Colshaw's job is, is still safe, isn't it? <laughs> okay, what advice would you give to your younger self? Start playing rugby younger. Get into the game earlier, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I might regret this one as well. Have you ever been mistaken for somebody famous? Um, Bruce Willis. Please tell me that's a joke. <laughs> no, I think it was from behind mine. But <laughs> uh, is it? Is this? Is this you trying to say you've basically just been living in a vest for the whole of lockdown? I think it's because I've got a bald head. <laughs> I mean, I just put it out there. <laughs> <laughs> if you could attend any sporting event, what would it be and why? Yeah, that, that's 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 quite easy, that one. Um, it'd have to be um, a Boxing Day test in Australia. Fair enough. That's uh, obviously cricket. And, and I'd love to be in, in, the, uh, in the stands with the Barmy Army. Oh, I bet it would be absolutely chaos, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, but a Boxing Day test. Yeah, absolutely. I think I might potentially know the answer to this one. 
Which crisps make the best sandwich? Well, I've, I've toyed with this idea. Um, two of my favourite flavours have got to be salt and vinegar and prawn cocktail. But uh, the best crisps for me are, um, you, can't, you don't see them so often now, uh, Brannigan's roast beef and mustard. I am absolutely, I could not agree more, actually. Yep, no big points for you on that one. Yeah, no, I think I'm just putting it out there as well. And there are many alternative places available that you can buy crisps from. I'm pretty sure B&M down by McDonald's roundabout usually have them. Right, I'm there now. Just just so you know, for future reference. That's where I, <laughs> that's why I, I literally, I stock up. I think they only do them in packs of six, but I would fully recommend B&M because they usually do them. Uh, other, yeah. other brands and stores are also available. If there was a Royal Rumble at KGV, who would win? Well, <laughs> judging by my answer earlier to the White Twins and Sean Merrin, I, I... <laughs> <laughs> it might. No, be, are you suggesting it might actually be you? Absolutely not. No, no, I'd be the, <laughs> no, I'd be the referee. Um... <laughs> I like you're that. looking at somebody, yeah, looking at somebody possibly like um, like Japper or um, uh, Crikey, yeah. I don't know the amount of times I've see. I reckon I've, I reckon Japper could be a shout. He's a big, he's I a big I, strong lump. Isn't I he? don't know if anyone's mentioned him as a potential winner before, but I reckon he could be. You know. It's, it's normally the white twins, isn't it? Yeah, usually it is. It's usually like the white twins or Big Dave or Danny Burnham. I reckon I reckon Mark Waring yeah. could be in there, you know. I reckon... Cause yeah, I reckon, Jappa I, or Danny, ben, uh, Danny Burnham, yeah. I get the feeling that Jappa's like... I, I feel like he's sly like a fox. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, like he'll, he'll blend in and stay super quiet. And then when you get anywhere near the ropes, he'll be the first one there to chuck you out. And then or he'll just go around knocking people out and just throwing them out, yeah. And then he'll just he'll just disappear back into the crowd again. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so telling you, I reckon he's sly. I would I fully agree with that as well. Yeah, I would I would put Jappa down. Mark Waring, winner of the KGV Royal Rumble. <laughs> as we mentioned earlier on, I think we we might have this one also in the bag. Who would play you in a film about your life? Um. Well, obviously, you know Bruce Willis is is, yeah. is the obvious shape, but um, I don't know. I, I don't know if there's anyone um, anyone daft enough. I don't think. I, I don't <laughs> think anybody. Yeah, there would have to be somebody with with an iron stomach. <laughs> after all the after all the crap I've drunk and and, and eaten all through my life. Um, they, don't, they, they don't have to be good at, good at sport perhaps <laughs> but uh, yeah Bruce Willis go for it <laughs> fair enough I'm, I'll am i take that as your make answer make the call <laughs> oh can you imagine that would be carnage that film if you were if you were a drink what would you be and why one of my favourite questions yeah this always makes people um Squirm a bit, isn't it? Um, 
snake bite and black. I didn't see that come in. Were you expecting a gin and tonic? I I was ex- I wasn't I was expecting something like a nice like a like a like a cider or I didn't see well, I didn't see snake bite coming I certainly didn't see and black coming that's that's thrown me a little bit if I'm honest I think that 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 kind of defines my my um my early drinking youth <laughs> forever trying to get back to being eighteen again. <laughs> One of our slightly more controversial questions, which three people dead or alive would you have to a dinner party? Um, Benito, no. Uh, <laughs> um, I think Ian Botham, he's always been a, a sporting hero of mine. I'd like to speak to him. Um, Gaza as well. He'd bring the comedy. And the, uh, the laughs and the, and the stupidity. And I think probably for the entertainment, I'd probably say um, Paul Weller. Fair enough. No, I can't, I can't disagree with any of those, to be fair. Do you have any superstitions? No, I, I, no not really. Um, although the only thing that I do, which which makes my kids laugh is if they change the volume on the TV or the radio or something and it lands on 13, they always look at me because I have to have it either one above or one below. Can't have it I cannot have the volume on 13. <laughs> Brilliant. And, there's, and there's, there's, there's no reason for it. It's just, I just don't like it. Yeah. Unlucky 13, right? I guess. Obviously, obviously there is that, you know, that, yeah, I, yeah, we'll go with that. Fair enough. I I would ask you this final one, which of course would be the classic, what is the best Bond film? But I think it would only be truly right to announce that actually on the final show. So don't worry, you don't have okay. to answer um, that one. Can I, can I just say one thing on that is um I'm not gonna give you my I'm not gonna give gonna give you my favourite or the best one, but one that's very underrated is um on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Fair enough. There you go. Very underrated bond. There you go. For anyone keeping score at home, you can now cross that off. Potential winners for the best Bond film. We will have that on our final episode. Well, I think that's it. We've we've done we've done nearly nearly almost two hours. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's gone super quick. It has okay. gone. It's gone yeah. unbelievably quick. We we are we are one minute forty. We might be slightly under that once we have a little bit of an edit and stuff. But but no, it's been it's been good. It's been good to get back yeah. into the flow of it. Actually, it's been good to get back on a mic because I've done zero radio stuff at all since the lockdown. So it's it's quite nice to to get back into this and actually you know do another show. As much as we didn't yeah. want to do it on Zoom, it's actually been refreshing. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean obviously, what, obviously, with hindsight, we, we perhaps could have done a few more, but uh, we we could have. We we maybe that is something that later down the line we will well, have, do. Obviously, having said that, we we, we possibly couldn't because your your machine was knackered, wasn't it? Uh, yes, it was. Um, so yeah, we probably couldn't have done anything 
Uh, it broke near the end of May and it was out for about a month. So we actually realistically probably couldn't have done too much. Um, but, you know, we, we did say before we might do a couple of follow-up episodes later down the line to make up for the ones we missed. Could yeah. still could still be an option. Uh, I think yeah, but just... there's, there's, there's a few there's a few people that I would have loved to have, have got on, and if if they pop up, hopefully you'll you know you'll be be left to do that. Yeah, I'm I'm all open for it. We'll do a few bonuses. Uh, they might just be one offs. Uh, I think once the season is wrapped, uh, which I think is probably going to be I think July sixth was the type was the date of our first episode. So our our last episode. Uh, for this season and for the podcast will be July 6th, but we might pop up again a little bit here and there with extra little bonus episodes or, you know, little recaps of our funniest things or funniest guests, little things here and there. We we just don't know yet. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's weird. It's finally like the, the, the clock is ticking down. It feels strange. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, as we, as we said, it was it's become something we never expected it to. So it's it's kind of surreal. No, I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm incredibly proud of what of what we've done, and I'm sure you are too. And you know, I can only, I can only thank you enough to for what you've done and how you've done it. And you, you know, you, you you've been brilliant with with all of this. I mean, it's... obviously, without, without 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 you, mate, with this. This would never have started, so, so well, you know, well done. I mean, this literally, this pretty much guided me through university, and you know, there, there's stuff I've done that has gone out on air in various places, and I think, I think, a lot of the, a lot of the 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 skills of editing stuff that I've gained has come from working on this podcast. So, I, I guess it's. You know, it's been great for listeners. It's also been great for me because it's allowed me to to hone my skills, I guess. So I guess everyone wins. And you're kind of talking about maybe starting up your own podcast. I don't know if that's still yeah, possibly. Um, so I'm surprised you didn't start during lockdown, to be honest. Just keep the clock no, ticking. Um, <laughs> I think the, the honest the honest reason is because um, I'm tight. Because I, <laughs> I am... Because <laughs> like. I kept looking for um, for microphones and things. I just <laughs> I just didn't want to pay the money. I, I don't oh, know why. No. It's, um, but, but it's an expensive hobby. It's something I'm going to have to do if if I want to do it. I mean, it's always worth looking on Amazon or Gumtree. Apparently, is really good. Uh, it's something that's been recommended to me by the university uh, and some some of the technicians there. So maybe Gumtree might be worth having a look. Um, yeah there's plenty of different ways you can do it you know so it's yeah you know, absolutely it's just a case of finding what works for you really but i would i would yeah. recommend anyone you know give it a go there are there are different ways to do it like i use audacity i know you've got audacity on your laptop as well uh, yeah. audacity is completely free you can get royalty free music if you look in the right place we use um kevin mcleod of incompetech.com as long as you you know, reference him and, you know, state that this is where you've got the music from. You can use it royalty free so you don't have to pay anything. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's platforms that don't charge. I think Anchor is one of them. I think the plan is that once this is kind of 
completely wrapped up. I'm going to try and move everything over to Anchor instead of having to play, pay for SoundCloud. Um, haven't really looked at Anchor yet, so probably really should do that soon. But there's plenty of ways to do it. Just the equipment, stuff like mics, XLRs are fairly cheap. Zoom recorders can be cheap depending on what model you get. But it is, it's it's not something that it's it's easy to get off the ground because you do need the equipment. Yeah, I mean, obviously the only... I, I, do, I don't need much equipment just yet. I just just need my phone to start with. Oh, yeah, I mean, um, that's that's how we started it's just, out. But it's just, it's just, just get, having the bollocks to get, get out and do it. Honestly, get it, getting it off the ground is always the hardest part. Once we I mean, get the me, first couple of shows done, you're laughing. It's just getting it off the ground. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you you do all the wizardry with the uh, with the um, the editing and, and all, all the rest of that, the, the mixing, and uh, but that that's the thing that I because I've not done any of it yet. It's it seems really daunting, and then obviously getting it getting it out on, on the old whatever they are RSS feeds and all that lot. To to you, that's that's really basic, simple stuff. But because I've never done it, it's, as I say, a bit daunting. So, I mean, it, it can but, be. But, but, but until, until I try, until I do it, I'll never know. I mean, once once you get going, it's super easy. Like, I would encourage anyone, if you've got any interests, again, you can do a rugby podcast like we did. Any interests whatsoever, I fully recommend do it, doing some kind of podcast. I know some people get stick a little bit for doing podcasts, but you know what? You know, if you can keep, if you can do it and you can keep the costs down, you know, you, some people might not want the, the, the professional standard microphones or the zoom recorders or whatever, you know, if you can find a way to do it for cheap, absolutely crack on. As long as the quality is there, you're laughing. You know, there are so many ways to do it and it can be a little bit daunting. I know, uh, you know, audacity can be a little bit terrifying because there are so many buttons and so many things and you're constantly worried about messing it up and making mistakes. And I get that, you know, it's easy for me because I've been doing it for three years. You know, that's that's one of the main reasons I'm able to do it fairly seamlessly. But it is one of those things yeah. where you learn by doing. So you once you get into the swing of it, you'll find that it's all very repetitive really yeah that's it yeah it, muscle memory isn't it? it becomes yeah yeah you know it becomes a little bit of a routine you'll it's like you highlight you cut it you move it you you click the thing to stitch it back together you move on yeah. you highlight it you cut it you move it stitch it back together by clicking the thing and it's literally it's little things like that you know um crossfading as well you highlight you crossfade and then you know you move on to the next thing, and it's it's very repetitive. But you'll be fine if once you get underway. Yeah, it's just yeah, just get me arse in gear and just just give it a go. Isn't it? Absolutely, you, you know you learn by doing, and if you make mistakes, that's part of it. You just laugh it off. It's cool. Um, you know, if anyone is looking to do a podcast, get in touch with us. I'm more than happy to to you know ex- pass on any information or details or you know, any advice that people may need, you know, 
don't be worried about making mistakes and don't be worried about people laughing at you because I defy you to find anyone in the world who hasn't attempted something and made a mistake at some point. So, yeah, you know, just like you said, you've just got to get your ass into gear and just jump headfirst into it. That's my first advice to anyone considering doing a podcast. Just head first. Just deep, yeah. deep end. It might be a little bit sink or swim at first, but once you kind of get into doing it, it'll become routine and then you'll be laughing. That's my advice. Absolutely. Well, it's been a good chat. I've missed this kind of thing, actually. I didn't think I would, you know, that I went for so long kind <laughs> of just exhausted by everything with uni and this on top and then football club stuff and rugby club stuff and... But no, it's been quite good. Maybe maybe we could have taken little breaks here and there during the off season. I guess, I guess hindsight maybe. hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, anyway, well, uh, it's been fun. Uh, thanks for coming on, and thanks for I guess, for being the deer in the headlights for the uh, quick fire questions and the favourites and everything else. No worries, mate. Okay, so three points I want to make just before wrapping this up. Number one, the coach journeys with Cheltenham Town ladies. It's not drinking or carrying on or any crazy stuff like that. It's literally bus karaoke. Okay, so September 2018, going and coming back from a cup game in Luton. It was right around the time Mamma Mia 2 had come out, I think, maybe in July or early August of that year. So, as you can imagine, it was Mamma Mia songs all the way there, and then Mamma Mia 2 songs all the way back. So, for about maybe four and a half hours on a coach, just non-stop Mamma Mia songs, and they pretty much pretty much went all out on that one. I can still hear them actually now in my head as I talk about it. God damn, let's move on, because it's like a goddamn nightmare for me now. Number two, the discussion about coronavirus and the protests and public gatherings and going to the beaches and you can't criticise one without criticising the other. We're trying to stay as neutral as possible as we're not a political podcast. Hopefully you will realise that by now. We are a sports one, clearly. Personally, I've got no issue with people protesting anything. I know the Black Lives Matter protests are massive at the minute. And I get that. And fighting injustice is completely the right thing to do. And if you feel so strongly about something like that and you want to go out and make some noise about it, more power to you. But please, whatever you do, do it responsibly. That's my issue as I've got no problem with people, you know, going out and protesting injustice. Might have a slight issue with people going to the beach during a pandemic. I'm not going to go into any of that any further. But as we have mentioned, we try to stay neutral on this show and have both sides of the coin and both sides of the arguments in equal footing, basically. And they are essentially both public gatherings, but it's just take precautions. That's all we're saying. Put your safety first. We're not trying to compare any cause or protest to another. It's just stating that these are public gatherings for completely different reasons, albeit regardless of reason, please, please put your protection and your safety first. I know a lot of protests out there have been socially distanced and that is fantastic. Make sure you just follow the government guidelines is basically what we're trying to say. 
And point number three, we wanted our final show to be out today. This is this is the day we wanted our official last ever show. Of course, due to the technical hiccups, that's n- clearly not going to happen. So as soon as this goes out on the internet, we're going to start cracking on with our proper grand finale. It'll be myself and Moxie again, including a short discussion with a special guest. And we're hoping that it will be out sometime next week. So the week starting the 13th, hopefully it'll be out sometime that week. But if that changes, we of course will let you know. You can keep an eye out on our social media for any updates on the final show. Our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, all of those are at the UTS podcast. If you're a fan of our show and we'd like to think you are, if you're listening to this, I would imagine so, head over to soundcloud.com slash the UTS podcast. Alternatively, we're on Podbay, Podbean, Overcast FM, Player FM, where you can listen from your browser. You don't need to get an app. Of course, I know some of you aren't a big fan of the SoundCloud app, but you can listen from your browser on Player FM. And of course, we're on iTunes. And if you're an iTunes user, please give us a rating and a review. I would say subscribe, but we've got our like final episode next week. So there might not be an awful lot of point to that. But hell, if you want to become a subscriber, you crack on. And of course, if you don't have a look on your favorite search engine, and I'm sure you'll be able to find us on some other platform as well. As it stands, utspodcast.com is down, and it has been for a little while. At the moment, we're not entirely sure of the benefits of keeping it open, as it's our second to last show. Our social media accounts will remain open though, so feel free to check those out to find any previous shows. I'm sure we'll throw more and more out there once uh, everything's wrapped up and basically once the season is done and dusted we'll share some of our favorite old episodes with you absolutely and they're all completely free as well so you can listen to them as often as you like before we go our music for this one is district four which you heard at the beginning of the show and funky one which is our closer these are both from kevin mcleod of incompetech.com and we use them royalty free under the creative commons license 3.0 And that is it for our return episode. We'll be back hopefully in a week's time to bring you our final ever episode of the series. There might be one or two special or bonus shows, as we mentioned, that go out in the future. But in terms of regular seasons, the countdown to the end begins now. 